Welcome to the Recover Me podcast with Warren Willey, doctor of osteopathic medicine, a best-selling author, and leading expert on holistic, healthy living. Warren is your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. So much of Western medicine, popular diets, and fitness fads put a bandage over health problems, addressing symptoms and not causes, offering short-term results at the expense of long-term health. That's why Warren is a man on a mission to question the status quo and uncover holistic health solutions you can use in your life, starting right now. Now to get us started today, here's Warren. Welcome to another edition of Recover Me Podcast, the podcast that discusses and reviews the amazing side of medicine that lets you be who you are, but helps you recover from it. So today in this, this is a little shorter podcast, we are going to talk about fertility and the Recover Me approach. Fertility is becoming quite an issue in our country. I've been treating it for a number of years. Now, not because of any magical skills with in vitro fertilization, but simply because a majority of men and women who come to me with fertility, fertility issues, excuse me, have lifestyle issues. Now, certainly not all cases of infertility are related to what crosses your lips and how much you move. However, it is a great place to start, especially in light of the fact that intro IVF, can't talk today, is not covered by most insurances and averages around $10,000 per treatment. That does not include doctor's visits, medications, painful shots, and even more painful dashed hopes in many cases. If fertility is an issue with you or loved ones, start with a good eating plan to keep insulin low, move every day to keep inflammation low, and optimize your health with proper supplementation and some of the protocols I'm going to discuss in this short podcast. My office staff is well known for teasing me due to our success for fertility in both men and women. I quote, Dr. Willie got another girl pregnant, unquote, is one of the popular sayings I've heard and been told on many occasions. Thank goodness my lovely bride has a good sense of humor and knows what they're actually saying. We optimize lifestyle factors, we optimize body fat to lean mass ratios, and we optimize nutrients that are essential for fertility and pregnancy to occur. That's my secret. Does it work for everyone? Well, of course not. Nothing does, but once again, it's sure a great place to start because the side effect of feeling good and getting the body you want maybe is a baby. Infertility rates continue to climb. It's estimated, if I recall, roughly 7.4 million women have received infertility treatment in their lifetimes. One in eight couples have trouble getting pregnant. Older women nowadays are attempting to get pregnant as statistics are showing. Women in different age groups have increased their attempts to get pregnant. For example, 30 to 34 year olds, they have increased by 3%. 35 to 39 year olds, 9% increase. And 40 to 44 year olds, up 21%. That's an incredible increase in the amount of people of those age groups trying to get pregnant. So fertility, of course, is obviously an issue. Now, it appears that the critical age for pregnancy is 38. After that, there's a progressive decrease in fertility rates. Your average 30-year-old has a roughly 20% chance of getting pregnant, 
when they initially set out to do so, but that drops to less than 5% at age 40. There are a number of reasons women can have fertility issues, including, but not limited to, polycystic ovarian syndrome. That's the one I see the most, just with the nature of my practice. And we'll cover that in another podcast, as it's an insulin problem, not an androgen problem. We also see infertility being caused by endometriosis, hormone imbalance caused by being overweight, <clears throat> excuse me, or underweight, pelvic inflammatory conditions such as uh, what occurs following a sexually transmitted disease, particularly chlamydia or gonorrhea, or scarring of unknown origin, that's a disease called Osherman syndrome, stress, smoking, the list goes on as to the causes or potential causes of infertility. Although we tend to think fertility is an issue caused by the woman's health, anatomy, or other reasons, we know that men are also responsible for not only the pregnancy, but for infertility rates as well. 30 to 40% of infertility is related to the male, and of these, 90% are related to sperm health. There are a number of reasons for sick sperm, such as them being poor swimmers, low numbers, previous infections that cause scarring as well, drug use, including anabolic androgenic steroids, marijuana, that's a big one now because it's getting legalized everywhere, but it can cause fertility issues, men. Blood pressure medications, there's a number of them, as are a number of antacids that can cause infertility. Alcohol, caffeine, erectile dysfunction, toxins in the environment, uh, which we talk a lot about on the Recover Me method, avoiding plastics, avoiding processed foods and whatnot. There's conditions such as retrograde ejaculation, uh, where ejaculate fluid actually goes into the bladder instead of out, and hormonal problems just like in women, including thyroid issues, low testosterone, uh, and infections. As a matter of fact, up to 70% of, of a man's infertility can be related to infections. I recently saw a man in our clinic that first came to me about five years ago for fertility treatment. We started him on a few of the protocols I'll cover in just a minute here, and he and his lovely wife were able to have their first child. Since that time, he and his wife have been trying to have their second child, but without any luck. My nurse practitioner wisely ordered a sperm analysis that showed terribly low amounts of sperm, and the ones that were there, they couldn't swim. They're running into each other. Unfortunately, this semen analysis from this particular lab did not run a pH or a white blood cell count. So when I saw the lab, I requested a repeat semen analysis utilizing the correct lab. Long story short, he had a high pH and a large amount of white blood cells present, indicating he had a current infection. I treated him with 21 days of antibiotics, stimulated his Sertoli, or nursing cells, in his testicles, the guys and gals that make sperm down there, whatever section you want them to be, we caused Sertoli cells to start producing more sperm via Clomid, and now he and his wife have their second child on the way. Let's talk about some of the labs that can be done uh, in infertility workup. Fertility is a very complex and multifactorial issue, but these labs can be of great benefit in optimizing bodies for babies based on the Recover Me ideas we've been covering in this podcast. I will briefly list the labs that I do so you get an idea. I won't spend much time with each of them. We can cover them in much more detail if people have questions or if we want to do uh, a Zoom 
uh, a classroom or something like that to cover each one. Let's start with women's lab. The first lab I always want run when someone, a woman comes to me with a fertility issue is fasting insulin. PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and a lot of fertility in, uh, uh, issues are related to that mother hormone insulin. And that, as you know, is related to what you eat, when you eat, how you eat, and how much or you don't move. Insulin is a lifestyle mother hormone. It controls everything. So we look at insulin levels to see if there is something we need to approach there. I may do a 28-day uh, hormone test on women. Uh, it's a salivary test where they spit in tubes throughout the month uh, and get a, a look at their estrogen, progesterone, their testosterone, even their melatonin. I look at those to see, okay, is this woman ovulating? Does she have what appears to be the LH spike showing a changes in estrogen and progesterone? It also gives us time of ovulation uh, if we want to work on some timing schedules or cycles for women as they try to get pregnant. I look at the estradiol to progesterone ratio. We look at total testosterone in women. Very important. It, although it is predominantly a male hormone, it's normal is important in females. Testosterone tends to get all the credit and blame for things sexual. There's a lot more to it than that, boys and girls. But testosterone does need to be normal for proper fertility to occur. I look at sex hormone binding globulin. I look, and that's a, a hormone, or excuse me, an enzyme produced by the liver that helps in processing estrogen and testosterone. It, it binds up the hormones so we have available hormones and then hormones that are bound up. We want to look at that number. We look at DHEA, which is a uh, hormone from the adrenal glands. Its balance with cortisol, the stress hormone, is very important. I'll look at a brain hormone called prolactin that uh, very commonly, I've seen this a number of times, where we get pituitary adenomas or little tumors, uh, some so small we call microadenomas of the brain that produce too much prolactin and throw off all the other hormones. So we check that, we look at it. I look at lipid panels. I think cholesterol panels are very beneficial because they help look for early insulin resistance. We may have a normal insulin level, normal blood sugars, but let's say our triglyceride to HDL or good cholesterol ratios too high, greater than two, we may have some insulin resistance going on that's causing the issue. I look at iron, so an iron panel, a complete blood count, a comprehensive metabolic panel, and then I may even consider food allergy testing to make sure our gut's working, and vitamin and nutritional levels, if I feel are necessary, are awesome as well. We also look at a genetic test called MTHFR. That helps us determine, basically for long, simple, simply put, I should say, it allows me to see if you methylate properly. In other words, can your body utilize B vitamins appropriately? If you can't, then your chances of not getting pregnant are very high, and if you do get pregnant, your chances of spontaneous miscarriages is also very high. In men, we look at fasting insulin again, total and free testosterone, sex hormone binding globulin, DHEA. I look at two estrogens in men. I look at estradiol and esterone, E1, because those are different in different situations. Also changing with a man's weight, if his belly's bigger than his chest, those estrogens might be off changing the way the brain is seeing the need for testosterone and then the testicles ability to make testosterone. I also look at uh, prolactin in men. I look at a lipid panel, 
Again, same thing for women. We look for early insulin resistance using that triglyceride to HDL ratio. I look at iron counts, complete blood counts, uh, full metabolic panel again in men as well. Make sure kidney and liver function are, are appropriate. Food allergy testing and vitamin and nutritional levels if are necessary. I would also consider uh, and do a semen analysis in men uh, and that MTHFR I discussed uh, in women. Very important that all those things be looked at so we can optimize this couple's ability to get pregnant. Treatment using the recovery mean method is really kind of fun. It, it, the mainstay and the initial thing every man and woman must do if they're hoping to get pregnant is optimize their eating, exercise, or move as much as possible and help their bodies recover from daily stresses. Recover me includes adequate sleep, a low carbohydrate diet, avoiding all processed foods, and in a large number of cases, getting a food allergy test to ensure optimal gut function and health, like I mentioned earlier. The eating plan for fertility treatment via the Recover Me method is based on a low inflammatory eating plan. This is done mostly by avoiding some, if not all, carbohydrates and keeping insulin low. And definitely avoid all processed foods. It ideally consists of organic meats, and uh, homegrown vegetables and occasional fruit. I'd stick with fruit in the berry class because a lot of the other fruits are high in fruit sugar, fructose, which can change insulin kinetics, especially if people are already insulin resistant or have PCOS or even diabetes. I would avoid all fruit except the berries class. The exercise plan, uh, very interesting because it's not what you think. Because part of the problem and part of the things we see in men and women coming to us for uh, Recover Me fertility treatment is they need to lose weight. Well, the optimized exercise plan for fertility is daily movement, but nothing too strenuous. Strenuous exercise can be stressful on the body and make it very hard for optimal recovery to occur. Over-exercise causes high cortisol levels and can be quite inhibitory of your pregnancy goals. This goes for men and women. Over-exercising changes hormones by lowering testosterone in men and women and creating an imbalance in estrogen and progesterone. And particularly if a woman has issues already with menstruation, then a high cortisol level will even make that worse. Remember that fat, when I talk about a low carb or no carb diet in this, I'm not necessarily replacing it with just bacon and eggs. Fat needs to be considered. It needs to be good, clean fats, lots of vegetable fats, fruit fats like avocado, uh, olive oils, coconut oils, that type of thing. F oils from fish, cold water fish are the best. Remember, fat on the, on the body and fat in the mouth are very different. So we need fat in the diet for proper fertilization to occur and pregnancy to occur. I always joke with people that fat on the lips does not mean fat on the hips, right? So the type of fat and how much fat is important in the eating plan and whatnot, and to keep that cortisol down. So that's why we limit the amount of exercise there. Very important for fertility to occur. Now there are some medications for the treatment of fertility, leaning more towards the Western medicine side of things. My favorite medications for uh, fertility treatment are metformin, 
metformin is a drug we use in insulin resistance and diabetes, and the dose range from anywhere from 1,000 milligrams once to twice a day. I like bioidentical progesterone, natural progesterone, not progestin, that's an artificial progesterone, but progesterone, either oral progesterone every night before bed at doses ranging from 200 to 800 milligrams, or vaginally prepared progesterone uh, at different percentages, again, based on the women. There's gonadotropin-releasing hormones, Clomid is another uh, drug we use in fertility, very obvious. If you ever watched the old uh, Jerry Springer show and, and he was on there with a woman that had 17 kids in one delivery, that was probably Clomid involved in there somewhere. There's also human menopausal gonadotropin, uh, which also is a drug used more by a fertility specialist. Um, I've never really had to turn to it because we've had so much luck with just the recover me method, which I've covered some there. Supplements are a priority in men and women both trying to get pregnant as the Recover Me philosophy is about optimizing health to deal with all life throws at you, supplements can be of great benefit and there are a number of studies backing this. Supplements contain all the necessary ingredients to help optimize nutritional status alongside, remember it's a supplement, alongside an optimal diet, daily movement but not too much and those medications as we discussed. And I would encourage you, if you're interested in this approach, talk to your doctor about those uh, medications. My favorite list of supplements for fertility reasons are folic acid, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, vitamin C, zinc, selenium, vitamin E, and something called N-acetylcysteine, or NAC. Each one of these is important to optimize the chance of fertility. Our current dietary status is lacking a number of these. For example, studies have shown up to 80% of women are deficient in vitamin B6, and increasing its intake greatly improves chances of successful pregnancies. Vitamin C is important to decrease sperm clumping in males, and it helps the success of the drug clomid therapy in both men and women. Selenium helps to improve sperm count in men, and zinc acts as a hormone optimizer for both men and women, as testosterone, progesterone, and estrogen are all affected in a positive way by this important mineral. N-acetylcysteine, or NAC, optimizes liver function, increases liver production of glutathione, which is the one of the strongest antioxidants in the body. Studies have shown that it improves all measures of IVF, and works very well in women with PCOS, so it's a must-have in my book. It also benefits the uh, action of metformin and Clomid, as I kind of mentioned above. As the entire Recover Me system is based on helping you optimize your body from your current situation or place in life, utilizing what I just mentioned, these protocols will greatly enhance your chance of delivering a happy, healthy baby in your near future. So, until next time, the best of health and wellness and stay tuned to the recover me podcast have a great day thank you for joining warren on the recover me podcast with warren willie your guide to living a naturally healthier happier life if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe to this podcast on apple podcasts stitcher radio google play or wherever you find your best podcasts to connect with warren and the community learn more about naturally healthy living and claim a free resource to improve your health right away, visit drwilly.com. You'll find all of Dr. Willie's resources there, including best-selling books like Better Than Steroids, The Z Diet, What Does Your Doctor Look Like Naked? 
and his latest book, Obtainable. Enjoy the body and energy you've always wanted beyond diet and exercise. That's drwilly.com, D-R-W-I-L-L-E-Y.com. And until next time with Warren, get fit, be healthy, live life.